Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Husmo Black Forum. Here we do it bigger, we do it better, we do it longer, and out of necessity, we'll do it louder than anyone out here. So relax. Here's your host, Husmo Black. Serena Williams, hey, uh, welcome, welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum. Hey, we we we've been uh, blowing smoke out here, but uh, yeah, it's the first show of the new year. Welcome, y'all. Hey, you know what our motto is: to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer, and out of necessity. Sometimes we'll do it louder, but we ain't gonna do nothing if we don't get these mics working. <laughs> hey, y'all, <laughs> happy New Year to everybody. Yeah, so well, the husband he done got off to a bad start here in 2014. It is our first show of the year, y'all. Give us some slack. Hey, we were just talking about 2013, and we don't know of anybody who had any kind of a year at all. Certainly not the husband. Uh, but uh, Serena Williams we was saying that uh, Serena Williams had a great, great 2013. Y'all, she. Uh, uh, was a uh, selected uh, female athlete of the year by the AP Associated Press, I guess that is. I don't know who it is. Who, who else is AP? <laughs> oh, so, <laughs> but uh, we want to uh, congratulate Miss Serena Williams, who maybe just just won a tournament down in Australia. Y'all lead up to the Australian Open in Brisbane. She just beat us, Sharapova uh, and uh, Azarenka. Beat us in the final today. So she's starting off where she left off. <laughs> hey, y'all don't know. Maybe, uh, Serena Williams may be uh, the most underappreciated athlete uh, in the world, y'all. With all the accolades that she gets, she still may be vastly uh, underappreciated. This is a heck of an athlete right here, y'all. Hey. <laughs> This is a once-in-a-lifetime person right here, no doubt. A once-in-a-generation <laughs> athlete right here, Serena Williams, y'all don't know. Hey, before she does, she going <laughs> she to uh, stand alone on top of that, that tennis world. Hey, Venus, Venus looking uh, good this year. I think she went to the finals in a tournament down there in Australia. Leading up to the Australian Open, y'all, start next week. I'm a big tennis fan when it comes to watching. I like uh, watching the sister, no doubt. Hey, y'all, uh, welcome again to the Hushmo Black Forum, January 4th, 2014, our first show of the new year. Wow, we're so glad to, <laughs> to get off into a, a new year. 
Yeah, we got off to a rough start here. We we got a rough rollout for the new year. Uh, uh, you talking about the Affordable Health Care Act getting a rough rollout. Uh, the Hushbo uh, Black Forum got a, a rough rollout here tonight, but we're going to only improve from here, y'all, we assure you. Now that we got this thing in gear, we don't know who. Hey, I don't took four people to run this train. I said we was gonna <laughs> we was gonna get some more uh we was gonna get some more uh, uh bodies up in here this year. We working on it too. We're gonna get some more bodies up in here this year, I promise you. It's just the hospital is getting old. Well, you know, it's supposed to take uh, four people to operate a train anyway. We're trying to do this thing uh, by ourselves, y'all. Yeah. Oh, we can do it. Have done it. Hey, we got a call in, y'all, 1-888-588-3814. Got a great show for you tonight. Oh, you know what we do. We advocate on behalf of Americans of African descent for social justice. Not because we don't love everybody. No, we love everybody. But by being a part of that uh, community, back extension, we find ourselves advocating on their behalf. And Lord knows <laughs> we need all the advocacy we can get. Anybody else want to chip in? <laughs> Anybody else want to chip in? Hey, y'all, I'm just saying, we ain't too proud to be. Oh, yeah, we're we going we gonna, to uh, get this uh, 2014 off right. Hey, yeah, er, ain't no news been made here, y'all. Everybody's out of town. Congress closed, president on vacation in Hawaii playing golf. They mad about that. <laughs> the public is mad about that, y'all. president over there trying to... Hardest working man in government. Over there trying to get a a little R and R in. They want him back there on the plantation, I guess. Hey, our new book, Racism and Hate in American Reality, y'all be out shortly. I keep uh keep talking about it. We're gonna talk some more about it this evening. Going to take a look at the Southern Homestead Act of 1866. We cover it in our book because that really was one of the key key uh, acts that came out of the Civil War uh, when the, after the Civil War when the uh, some five million uh, ex slaves was said uh, uh, emancipated. And uh, the Southern Homestead Act provided for some 14, uh, 46 million acres uh, uh, to be set aside uh, in five uh, southern states uh, for uh, on their behalf. Uh, they never uh, got land stayed on the books of uh, uh, the country here. For some uh, ten years, we repealed in uh, eighteen seventy six. 
43 million other, 43 million uh, acres uh, went unclaimed because of uh, the separate equal laws in great uh, measure. Yeah. Kept uh, black slaves from acquiring that land and all kinds of other crazy uh, pressures came to bear <clears throat> to prevent it, uh, to prevent the people from uh, getting that land. Had they uh, got that land, this economic uh, disparity that we're talking about today, that exists today, would, uh, I, I claim, would be nowhere uh, near uh, the disparity uh, that it is. Had uh, the people been allowed to acquire that land, my people certainly did have all the skills necessary to obtain uh, the land. And make a living off of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we write about that and talk about it. So we're going to get into uh, the Southern Homestead Act a little bit this evening. Uh, just a interesting part of our history. This is American history here, yeah? Yeah, we, from our perspective, now, you know, we write, <laughs> hey, we ain't. We we just about the conversation. <laughs> we, we we got we got something to say. Uh, 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 <laughs> we want to join in the conversation here. So yeah, we we uh you know obviously we write it from our perspective. Hey, it's about uh, quarter after quarter after eight. Seven y'all in ATL. It's cold. I, I know my Facebook friends. How y'all doing? I know y'all buttoning down up, <laughs> buttoning down up in the <laughs> OHT. No doubt, it's cold. What up to the Buckeyes? Anybody? <laughs> hey, what up to the Buckeyes? Hey, that's the SEC, y'all. Y'all talking about uh, the SEC? Ain't no, uh, is overblown. What up to the Buckeyes? I'll let you know. We, uh, I tell you what, uh, those were some good games. Uh, high scoring. Is anybody playing defense in college football anymore? <laughs> was it all offense? I don't know. There's been some high scoring in the bowl games here, y'all. Think the one is anybody playing uh, any defense at all? Is that a lost art? Yeah, we went off about, uh, I don't know, uh, what y'all do for New Year's? Oh? Watched all the different uh, countries celebrate bringing in the uh, New Year. I guess Dubai had the best one. They had some things went on over there down there. What? <laughs> Half hour, <laughs> they bought. <laughs> they had a fireworks go off over there in Dubai. It lasted uh, almost a half hour. Lit up the whole t- uh, country. Uh, <laughs> it's the island, y'all. I believe out in the middle of the desert or something. Eh? I don't know. 
but uh, quite impressive. Quite impressive, yeah. Oh, they got money over there, no doubt. Yeah, hey, yeah, ain't no news being made, though. Yeah, everybody on vacation. The president's in Hawaii playing golf. Congress somewhere <laughs> Play, playing something. <laughs> playing with some spoons. What they, hey, hopefully, uh, I have some kind of a sense of urgency uh, to do the people's business when they uh, reconvene uh, this coming Monday. Hopefully, you think <laughs> you think uh, something would click uh, off in uh, uh, those jokers' minds uh, that would uh, uh, bring them to uh, the realization of <laughs> what it is that they uh, are supposed to be uh, doing up there uh, in Washington. <laughs> like uh, uh, governing uh, the country and uh, tending to uh, the people's business. They, 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 uh, they're not doing it. The crowd we had up there, they're not, uh, they're not doing that. Hey, y'all, we're going to take a quick pause for the calls here, y'all. We'll be right back. You got me to hush more. Y'all hang in there. We'll be right back. Advocated on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmore Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturday, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
show you of the new year. Happy New Year to everybody. Hope you have a uh, happy and prosperous uh, 2014. We uh, want to shout out to those up uh, in the Northeast and uh, Wish them uh, much uh, success up there to battling this uh, blizzard that's coming through. This first major storm, uh, I guess, of uh, the winter season. This thing is a monster, yeah. Are we going to get some blowback down here in Atlanta? Hey, somebody getting temperatures dropping to five degrees down here at some point. That's, that's, that's pretty... Uh, that's pretty cold for this part of the country. Yeah. Nothing like uh nothing like some of the stuff they're getting up north. So uh, y'all be uh y'all hang 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 tight up there. We're talking about uh the Southern Homestead Act before we uh went out and uh, talking about how uh, vital that uh, had that uh, uh, the the land set aside under that act uh, been allowed to uh, be acquired by uh, the ex slaves uh, the economic divide in the country today would be uh, nowhere near uh, the gap that it is. And uh, we went on and uh, kind of looked at my own family's history here in Georgia and how, and then my family's history in, Al- in Alabama uh, on my mother's side here. Uh, we uh, uh, see how vital, what a terrible uh, injustice it was. Uh, to repeal, first of all, to repeal that law, then secondly, to deny uh, any meaningful access to the, uh, to hamper uh, uh, access to the uh, land by uh, the government and uh, the powers uh, that be, both on the Republican and the Democratic side. Yeah, both the Democrat uh, uh, and Republicans in the Congress repealed that thing. Now, most Southern Democrats was for it now, was for the repeal. The uh, Northern Republicans was split on that thing. But the Northern Republicans, especially uh, the capitalists, the ones that had the capital, they uh, was for repealing it because they wanted to uh, snatch up that uh, land itself because uh, uh, when it... Uh, what it boiled down to, uh, boiled down to, was the land had great, uh, uh, vast uh, uh, timberlands on it. Timbers on that land. Some of the uh, 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 major forest in the region was located on that land. So the, the uh, money grabbers, uh, the capitalists, uh, uh, 
uh, up north, they came down here and said, well, whoa, <laughs> we'd like to have some, we'd like to have that land ourselves. So, yeah, uh, that side of the Republican Party, uh, 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 with the money, they uh, got together with the Southern Democrats and repealed that thing, yeah. Oh, yeah, so that was a, a, a equal, equally split uh, 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 uh uh, uh, conspiracy there, yeah, between the North and the South, who deprived the ex uh, uh, slaves out of that uh, 46 million acres of the, in the Southern homestead, eh? No doubt. Absolutely. They repealed it and sent it to. Uh, President Grant, uh, Grant's death uh, on June 7th, 1876. On June 22nd, 1876. He took no action. So it became law without a signature. Grant didn't want nothing to do with it. Or he wanted at least they got clear of it. He knew it from jump. He knew the fix was in. And so now, <laughs> you got five million people hung out here with very little land. Now, they got this. I'm a, you know, small percentage of a percent of, of the land. No doubt. But just think, if that land could have been there, that 46 million acres had still been there, when Booker T. Washington came along in 1881 to start Tuskegee. See, this is uh, where the thing get crazy. Eh? This is where the, the whole story get crazy. Eh? This is where it get crazy. This is where the story get crazy. Eh? In 1881, five years after the repeal, of the uh, Southern Homestead Act, <laughs> we had, hey, we had came a long ways in our uh, uh, march up the literacy uh, ladder, <laughs> if you will. We were no longer just uh, all 95% of literates. We had, uh, in great numbers, learned to read at least to a sixth grade level. <laughs> in those 40, what was that, uh, 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 14 years after the Civil War, 15 years, we had made leaps and strides. And here comes Booker T. Washington in 1881, y'all, starting up Tuskegee Institute, preaching, <laughs> preaching <laughs> the agrarianism of Thomas Jefferson for the free black folks if only we could uh, 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 acquire some land if only we could acquire some land we'd uh, we'd get out of y'all white folks away hey that's what Booker T. Washington that's what Booker T. Washington was about that's what he was about Uh, him and his uh, uh uh uh, institute down there in Alabama, but remember, it's five years too late. Five years too late because in 1776, remember, they had uh, 
they had uh, done away, done away with that 46 million acres. So that land was nowhere near. We caught hell trying to acquire the land that he, so uh, uh, he knew that we desperately needed to uh, carry out the uh, uh, ideals of uh, his uh, uh, vision, to carry out his vision. And we needed that land. That land was gone. He was five years late. They, yeah, they saw it coming, too. The powers of beast saw uh, a Booker T. Washington coming down the man who would put uh, 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 the uh, resources of uh, the free blacks to uh, a constructive, uh, some constructive, a constructive use. And uh, uh, they no longer have control of uh, that asset. <laughs> they no longer have control of the uh, miracles of Akron since they'd be gone. They, they, can, they can do that. They can allow that to happen. They could not allow them to get that uh, 40 uh, or 6 million acres of any great number, and they, they prevented it, no doubt. Racism went the heart of it, you know. That's the bottom line of all of the stuff we're talking about here. The government. The government itself. We're not just talking about the uh, KKK. We're talking about the government. Yeah. Hey. So, yeah, so the capitalists of the North, the Republicans and the Dixiecrats of the South, the Democrats, they both uh, so a need to come together to uh, prevent, to control the uh, the labor part of uh, the capitalist uh, uh, system that uh, had emerged after that uh, Civil War was over. Because remember, the South had lost had lost a significant part of uh, 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 the uh, collateral that they used to prop up their capital uh, here in the South. They could no longer tie into that uh, uh, stock market up there in New York. <laughs> they had no capital. All the capital was free. <laughs> the capital running, running around worthless. The capital, something in this strange way, this capital, which was worth, by the way, some $300 million to the state of Georgia in 1860, and so says the records there, uh, that capital that they used to prop up the uh, uh, the economy uh, to tie into that uh, uh, stock exchange was no longer there. Uh, no longer at their uh, disposal. Somehow, that capital lost its value. It vanished uh, in thin air after that Civil War was over. That capital uh, 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 somehow vanished in thin air.
which is part of the problem now. Which is part of the problem now. Yeah. You can't... Uh, that's my theory now. This is my... That's my <laughs> hey, this is the Hushmo's theory, yeah. That's part of the problem. You can't uh, have a... Uh, 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 what should we say, uh, collateral, uh, whether it be gold, silver, slaves, or whatever. <laughs> that uh, commodity can't uh, lose its value <clears throat> uh, just like that. And the value can uh, fluctuate up and down. The value of gold fluctuates up and down, but it never uh, completely vanishes. It can't. The value of gold may fluctuate up or down, but it never completely loses that value. It changes hands a thousand times. It retains a uh, certain uh, value uh, on one of either side of the uh, accounting equation. <laughs> uh, that gold piece of gold retains a uh, a value. Same thing with the slaves. Now, the slaves uh, on this side of the Civil War had a value. On the other side of that Civil War, somehow, that value was uh, diminished. Can't diminish that value. They got to maintain that same value. You know? That's where the land come in. That's where that 46 million acres come in, you know. They, uh, you got to. They have got to be, if they're uh, to be assimilated into society and reparated for uh, and reparated for the value that they uh, commanded over here on this side. That they got to command that 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 value, <laughs> that value. Uh, on the other side of the equation, which is uh, the Civil War, they got to maintain the value there, yeah? Some kind of way, yes. Yeah, uh, some moral law for more. That's in my mind. It's a moral law. It's a moral law for more. And then, yeah, there's something, uh, that's some legality there. Yeah. You cannot devalue uh, 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 you can't devalue uh, collateral to uh, that extent. Not here in capitalism, you can't. Well, no, you can't. It, has, it hasn't worked. Well, yeah, you did. But uh, it left uh, a skewed uh, society, uh, economy. Uh, the society is skewed. The wealth uh, distribution is skewed. Left a humongous skew in the uh, wealth of the country, do you? Uh, to whose benefit? Uh, certainly not uh, to American rightness, huh? but then if you. They can't uh, 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 benefit from it. Uh, and they're part of the society, the whole society loses. Ain't no doubt. It's just a matter of uh, uh, the law of nature here, you That's what they get down to. So we, we, uh, 
We say yeah. That's a lot too. Uh, when I ask for reparation, and I do uh, advocate for reparation for Americans of African descent, especially those directly uh, should have access to it. Those born prior to 1954, such as myself, born in 1945, uh, no doubt injured by uh, Plessy, the separate equal laws. It's just a fact. It ain't nothing. Shameful is nothing about a wealth redistribution of that stuff. That's crazy talk. Yeah, yeah. I think most most intelligent people who look at this thing would uh, come around to my uh, train of thought on it. Yeah, it ain't wealth redistribution. That's not who we injured here uh, for some 90 years after the Civil War. 14th Amendment uh, protections uh, were... Uh, uh, ignored, didn't exist. That's what the uh, all the court cases and things was about for all those years leading up to Brown. That one case after another, uh, fighting to uh, get rid of uh, the Jim Crow laws that uh, uh, so devastated uh, our community. Yeah. Yeah, it's not that. We ain't just uh, economically deprived uh, for no reason. It was because there was a reason for it, and that is why I seek uh, reparation. I mean, just ain't nothing to do with uh, seeking revenge or hatefulness or nothing else. It's just a matter of fact that law uh, and uh, how laws are... uh, adjudicated here in uh, the country. Yeah, how how injuries are adjudicated in the court of law. Hey, we won the case, y'all. Yeah, when Brown set aside uh, Plessy, Plessy was a monstrous um, piece of work there, y'all. Plessy was a monstrous uh, piece of work that uh, covered... uh, Covered a number of uh, a number of things, and uh, you couldn't just set one of those things apart because it's so. Uh, uh, what happened was when the, the <laughs> uh, because of that Plessy ruling, uh, the uh, uh, Total society uh, used that ruling to separate Americans of African descent out of a mainstream society, uh, uh, including in the workplace. White collar jobs <laughs> couldn't couldn't apply there. Couldn't have uh, those Americans of African descent sitting in that same work environment with white people all day. You couldn't do it. If you, surely if we drag you off of a train car down there in Louisiana, we ain't about to have you sitting up in the office environment all day with white people. Especially, it might be some white women up in there. You think you, so you can't have that job. We're going to separate you from that job. Oh, yeah, that job feel a little more. But uh, that just be the breaks there. You can't. You can't do it because we can separate you out of society here because of that's what the law says we can do. 
So this one, huh? Hey, we don't have to sell you that land over there either, by the way. Because the law said we could put restrictions on that property. We don't have to sell that property to anybody uh, of a descent. But what about it? Wasn't that gerrymandered? Can you gerrymander the, uh, the whole political system like that? Yes, but <laughs> so what? <laughs> you mean... You, you don't have to sell me this real estate over here. You can, you can deny. So, yeah, Plessy did that. Took away my 14th Amendment rights throughout the, the society, y'all. Not just in education, uh, public buildings, uh, but in the workplace. Uh, yeah, from uh, gaining access to uh, real estate to buy. It stopped us. Held us back. <laughs> It injured us uh, for some hundred years after after the Civil War. Yeah, that's what the fuss is about. That's why uh, the, the economic disparity in in our community. That's, that's so. Yeah, we got to keep that in. We got to make that part of the conversation when we're talking about racism and the race relation. That has to be front and center. Uh, 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 well, uh, in the conversation about uh, uh, just what it is that uh, is the cause uh, cause of uh, poverty in our community today, and the reasons why uh, we got twenty five percent unemployment in our community because hell, uh, uh, people won't hire us. Period. Don't have to say they don't have to. And hell, us back stop us from uh, advancing uh, on our own. Yeah, come on. That's what the that's what the uh, the fight uh, fuss is about. Stop and then they refuse to uh, allow us to uh, assimilate fully into the society because of this uh, <coughs> notion that somehow uh, we might uh, start intermingling this assassination um, uh, thing, whatever. So they don't want you mixing into this. Society don't want you to, to leave the society. Yeah. So we we just to be we just uh, what are we to do? What are we to do? I mean we we can't. <laughs> so we got us tied up in this political purgatory here, y'all. As I describe it, from about 1865 until 1964, 1954, and then even on after that, we got to struggle through the civil rights just to get. Uh, uh, some some action on uh, enforcing what uh, Brown uh, dictated there in 1954. But yeah, it was really, really interesting of what happened there. Uh, oh yeah, just look at uh, that 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 whole thing is it's crazy. Uh, there's way more to it than uh, meet the eye. I say every American of African descent who was around prior to uh, born prior to 1954 was injured uh, by the separate equal the Jim Crow laws of the South and of the nation here. Uh, the, uh, the laws that uh, was codified in the national law by Plessy. Yeah, that was national stuff there. You, uh-uh. No, no. The unions of the North uh, uh, 
uh, referenced uh, trancing and, and uh, <laughs> separating, keeping you out, keeping blacks out. Uh, oh, yeah. So, no. That was national stuff. All over uh, this country here. More pronounced in the South, no doubt. But uh, we, uh, when we asked for reparations, we asked not only the states, but the federal government. Uh, and they always, uh, yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with him either. It certainly would uh, prop up uh, the economy, economy around here. Hey, you talk, you talk about uh, propping up the economy. You give some poor folks some money <laughs> and see how fast they spend it. <laughs> hey, this thing is wonderful for everybody, y'all. Y'all don't know. <laughs> this thing is a winner for everybody. Hey, y'all. It's about 11 minutes till. Wow, how time for... That time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. We're going to take a quick pause for the calls. Uh. We'll be right back. Y'all hanging there. You got me in the hushmo driving the train this evening. We'll be right back on the other side. Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays. 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
I smoke it off on a uh, off on a break here, y'all. Trying to <laughs> see what's going on in another part of the studio here. They got all kind of things going on tonight, y'all, in the ATL. They got a sewing class going on somewhere in part of the <laughs> part of the studio here tonight. Somebody's trying to figure out how to break down a sewing machine. Yeah. I'm, oh, yeah. The old things you make that you sew with. So, yeah, we <laughs> we, we do all kinds of stuff around here. Yeah. Don't let it, never let it be said that we uh, one-dimensional. Oh, no. We, <laughs> we, <laughs> we multi-dimensional out there in the Hushmo Black Forum. Hey, y'all, y'all know what our motto is out here, to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer. Now, the necessity, sometimes we'll do it louder than anybody out here on uh, Blog Talk. Hey, we come to y'all on Blog Talk Radio, y'all. Yeah. I've been out there for a while. Great, great medium to uh, get message out there. Anybody interested in uh, joining the conversation, I would recommend Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. BlogTalkRadio.com, man. Yeah. That's where you can uh, check them out. Eh? Find the Hushmo out there on BlogTalkRadio.com forward slash Hushmo dash black. We'll go to HushmoBlack.com, HushmoBlack.com, our website. Follow us there. You can uh, listen to our archive shows there. Catch us live there. From there, go to our webpage. To our from our web page, go to our Facebook page. Follow us on our Facebook page. We all over here. Our new book, Racism and Hate, coming at you shortly, y'all. We keep uh, promising, and I promise you, uh, before you know it, it's going to be there. Follow that website, hushmoblack.com. Save it. Save it in your favorites, y'all. <laughs> so... You're going to click, click on the Denny Day now and be able to download uh, your copy of Racism and Hate in American Reality, y'all. Yeah, it's going to be food for uh, your thought. <laughs> it's going to be food for you uh, to uh, better join the uh, discussion. That's going on in the country. Huh? Yeah, we've got uh, all kinds of crazy stuff going on here with this. With the president and just this uh, craziness going on in the government. 
So we, yeah, we got a lot to, uh, we got to be, we got to remain engaged to y'all. And we try to do my little uh, effort, try to provide some uh, some resources for you to uh, draw on. Oh, no, we're not. <laughs> we ain't the whole story. <laughs> hey, <laughs> we we ain't the whole story by a long shot, yeah. No, we just a uh, we just a small, small, small part of uh, of uh, of uh, some of the ammunition that you might that we need going forward to get uh, better prepared to uh, stay engaged in uh, the conversation with the the. Uh, the forces that are uh, uh, acting against us, yeah, the forces who's acting against us, that's, and you know, that's a natural reaction to everything in law in nature. I say in my book, uh, racism and hate. Now, yeah, I when I write about racism, uh, the natural byproduct of it is hate, from my perspective. From my perspective. Yeah, the byproduct of racism is hate. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, racism doesn't just exist uh, in this vacuum, you know. <clears throat> it can't. It doesn't just exist in a vacuum. Uh-uh, there's some byproducts to it. Yeah. Hate is one of them, you know. Hey. Well, we talk about it in our book. Y'all going to have to get my book and read it. I want everybody to read it. Get the electronic version, y'all. I need your support. Three ninety nine for the electronic version. Everybody get it and uh, give me some feedback. It's coming at you. <clears throat> Racism and hate in American reality. Somebody was telling me today. He, he knows somebody was talking about all that stuff that I'm talking about. <laughs> I said, Yo, yeah, you know me. I've been talking about it for forty years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> hey, uh, we. <laughs> That's good. We all need to be talking about our history. We all need to be talking about and writing about and shouting about our history, y'all. Yeah, it's important for the world to know, for our own people to know our history, (laughs) for our own people to know our history. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, Trying to do our little part. But we're a history buff anyway, are you? Oh, yeah, we're a history buff. We, we. <laughs> we, uh, find it fascinating. Uh, Uh, 
Mass Education of the Negro. We were just talking about here, leading up to the show here. We always like to get out, go out and get it, uh, get a little feel of the uh, street. <laughs> and uh, this uh, this afternoon, uh, some of my uh, contemporaries, if you will, was uh, railing about uh, the Mass Education of the Negro and how this one brother had a master's degree in economics and couldn't find a job. I think he was working somewhere. <laughs> he was working somewhere. Uh, what was he doing? He was working somewhere. Uh, uh, what did he say his brother was doing? Uh, he was doing something out of his field. I mean, like... Uh, I don't know who worked for UPS, loading a truck of what? Something, you know, something uh, completely out of uh, his field of teaching. Apparently he had aspirations of being this uh, teacher, but because he refused to teach the curriculum that was in place uh, in the uh, system, he uh, found himself unable to uh, acquire a job or unable to... uh, develop and incorporate his own uh, curriculum into uh, into the the present day system. So the brother was left without a job and he took a job uh, either stacking groceries at Kmart or something uh, to that effect. And uh, he, he wrote this book dealing with all the uh, uh, all of the uh, <laughs> Hurdles that the brother have to go through to uh, to uh, find some equality in the workplace. And I said, yes, you know, all along, dog. Yeah, you know that. I know it. What's following me? This young man, he said, oh, yes, boy, it's 40. He's talking about the Tulsa, uh, <laughs> Wall Street, Black Wall Street in Tulsa. Bob, we've been talking about that for 100 years. What <laughs> And he says, his young brother, he referred to all of this like it was, wow, we've been talking about this for a hundred years. So the brothers, but we need, we need all the young folks in the world to go back and research our history, to write it down and to articulate it for us. And I'm proud of him. I'm going to buy his book as soon as I can find out where it's at. Bob says out there somewhere. He said he wrote a book and where's it at? Let me. Get a copy of it and read it, and I hope we get a copy of mine, and we'll just uh, do this thing. I'll certainly buy a copy of his. He'll buy a copy of mine. Yeah. Melissa uh, Harris Perry wound up having to apologize for something. She see it. <clears throat> something happened on that show about uh, Mitt Romney's son adopting a black ch- child, an American of Akron descent. Somehow to show the family. Photo, no black kids sitting down there, the only one in the photo. Somebody turned into a uh, political satire. 
uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't go for. I don't go for any of that stuff. Yeah, it's all leave the kids alone. I, I don't. I don't go for that myself. Anyway, got out of hand. They started laughing about somebody made a joke about it, and uh, one thing led to another. And of course, the uh, right wing. They said, oh yeah, blah blah. blah. Oh, she should be this and that and that. Oh, this Hey, she apologized. She didn't make no no caveats attached to her apologies that she was wrong and apologized to uh, Mitt Romney and his family. So I don't know what else she could say at this point. You know, she didn't... Uh, I don't know what else she could uh, say or do at this point. Case closed. But anyway, they... Uh, in the meanwhile, Duck Dynasty, that cast, uh, cast is back on air, producing Duck Dynasty. Mr. Robinson, Phil Robinson is back in full swing. they producing a line of guns now, <laughs> semi-automatics. <laughs> you see how they're producing a line of guns, y'all, a whole line of uh, 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 Duck Dynasty guns. I guess they banned him to kill something or somebody. <laughs> they banned him guns to kill something or somebody. I don't know what. what. I mean, <laughs> you think in 2014, the country, the society, would be above uh, having to uh, have it to harm itself. You think we'd be... Uh, at a point in our uh, development, that the society would not, would not have to have a billion guns among its uh, citizen tree. I don't know. That's where we had. Everybody got ten guns. I don't know what are they going to do? What the hell are you going to do with the guns? Somebody's going to break in and steal them. You can't carry 10 guns on you all the time. What the hell are you going to carry them on you for? Shotguns, uh, AKR, uh, AK-47s, and M60. What are you going to do with those things? Start shooting. I mean, you know, Imagine how many people get killed. You just indiscriminately start shooting in a shopping mall or something. Everybody got guns shooting. What craziness that could uh, provoke. Y'all ever been in war? Hey, I'm a Vietnam veteran myself. I know what it is. <laughs> I know what war is, y'all. I know all too well what it is. Everybody want to shoot. You need to go over to Afghanistan and just want to shoot at somebody. You, you need to be uh, in this man's army. Yeah, you need to be in this man's army. <laughs> if you got a craving to shoot somebody, you need to join the army. But if you just uh, get your AK-47 thinking that you're going to have an opportunity to just to shoot uh, another American here in the street. 
something is something is sinfully wrong with that uh, with that train of thought. Something is sinfully wrong with that. Unfortunately, some folks I'm beginning to believe uh, some folks might harbor such a notion. There's no other reason to. Uh, there's no other reason to be uh, uh, stacking up with all these guns, huh? What you going to do with them? Can't even shoot them all. What, I mean, what you going to do with them? I, I used to work with them. The guy said he, was gonna, he had 20 or 30 guns. Gonna, his desire was to have 10,000 rounds for each gun. 10,000 rounds. I, I don't know. He was expecting somebody or something to come along and ambush him or do something to him. The government or somebody. <clears throat> oh, this was 20 years ago, y'all. <laughs> this was in 1990. This was over 20 years ago. And he, he thought it was uh, imminent then. <clears throat> he thought it was imminent then that the government was after his gun. I already knew who was president. This was 1990. Well, before then, it was Carter. They, some, this train of thought that's working today was that played in. And this one uh, co-worker, this co-worker, he had 20 or 30 guns of all kinds then, all kinds of military rifles. And his goal back then, in the 90s, was to have... 10,000 rounds of ammunition for each weapon that he owned. 10,000 rounds. Can you imagine that? What kind of arsenal this guy's going to have? It's got in this house. This is in this house. This is a private citizen. y'all. This ain't no paramilitary outfit. <laughs> this is one private citizen I'm talking about here. This was twenty years ago, yeah. I'm asking where he's at now. I don't know what that what kind of stockpile that guy's got down. <laughs> he might have a tank sitting out in front of his yard, yeah. He probably got a tank sitting out in front of his yard. With a fifty caliber machine gun sitting on top. Demanding uh it's a second amendment right. And that uh second amendment uh Rights are guaranteed uh, that he can uh, put that tank there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we <laughs> crazy, but. Uh, hmm. We, uh, I don't know, yeah. Crazy, crazy times here. Hopefully, um, hopefully the, uh, Congress will, uh, come back re energized and, uh, dive into uh, the people's business 
with a renewed uh, dedication to uh, country forward with this new health care law. We're going to need everybody on board to uh, to get it right, to make it uh, accessible to everybody. It's for the first time in the country, yeah? For the first time in the country, everybody, every citizen has access to health insurance. If you can imagine that, I mean, everybody in the country has access to health insurance. <clears throat> first time ever. For the first time ever, everybody have access to health care. Yeah, that's a big deal. That's a big, big deal, y'all. I hope the young folks uh, take advantage of it and get out there and sign, start signing up for health care. It's, it's vital. It's, it's important for you to start uh, taking care of your health at an early age, to start going to the doctor, to uh, start uh, getting all this preventative uh, care. That's going to prolong and uh, enrich uh, your life from a from a health standpoint. That's important. It's critical, especially in our community, where you got uh, gobs of obesity, malnourishment, and all other kind of uh, uh, all other uh, kinds of uh, uh, health issues in our community that we need to. Uh, uh, start addressing at an early age, uh, and this this new law is going to allow for that. That's a great thing for uh, our community. We need to take that full advantage of it. Start uh, getting our uh, young folks involved and uh, uh, involved in urging them to uh, sign up for it. All those eligible need to sign up for it right away. Go to the doctor. First thing you need to do, whether that be through Medicaid or what, sign up for it. And go to the doctor. Start taking care of your own uh, your health. It's going to be critical. You young folks, twenty, 20 uh, to thirty, get signed up. That's going to be critical uh, in your uh, later years. By the time you hit fifty and sixty, yeah, it's going to be <laughs> you're going to be really ahead of the curve. You might live forever. You start taking care of yourself. <laughs> you might live forever. Hey, so yeah, we urge every everybody who don't have health care, all of you all who didn't have health care, you need to be running to that exchange. You need to be running to that exchange, signing up. In spite of what you heard, and I admit, I'd be the first to admit that my 2013 was subpar, to say the least. I had a <laughs> subpar 2013. Uh, the president, President Barack Obama, they say he had this lousy, lousy uh, year. I I don't agree. I don't agree with the uh, pundits. I think the president had a pretty, pretty uh, good year, y'all. Yeah. In spite of what you heard, I think the president had a pretty good year. Y'all remember, 
the Affordable Health Care Act rolled out in October, October 1st, like uh, it's right on schedule. And that some catches in it, but it did roll out. It was in effect in place right now. January 1 that came and gone. Everybody in the country have access to health care for the first time ever. Like I did tell you, that's a big deal. No matter what you think, it's a big deal. That's why uh, Republicans are fighting so hard against it, yeah? Every because it uplifts uh, the poor. That's why this crazy <laughs> segment of our society, this anti-poor people segment uh, of our society is railing so hard against it because the spill actually uplifts uh, the lives of poor people. That's what it does. It uplifts the lives of poor people. These same people claim to be Christians of some sort. I don't know. They say Christians. I don't know what kind of followers of uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, what? I don't know. I, I don't know what kind. Of, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they certainly uh, uh, doesn't appear that they are treating anybody <laughs> as a <their> brother. <laughs> Who, they, if this is how you treat, <laughs> they treat nobody uh, as a brother, as I can see. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. They say they're Christians. I think about their word. But it ain't me. It ain't me that's got to be convinced of their uh, divinity. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> Not me at all. I'm like the Pope. Who am I? <laughs> Who am I to judge? <laughs> I ain't nobody. Hey, this thing, this thing about your uh, Christianity, that's on you. And the man upstairs, that ain't on me. You ain't got to convince me you're a Christian. If you said you got a covenant with God, that's on you. Now, that is not on me. Uh, I could, you know, I, 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 I'm I, not born to uh, pass judgment on you. Uh, you. If you say you're a Christian, that's what you are. Uh, yeah, I am not uh, one to uh, to pass judgment. Mm. Talking about the Southern Homestead Act, uh, How vital, how crucial it was and could have been in leveling leveling in the playing field for those uh, five million freed uh, ex-slaves here in the country after the Civil War. Yeah, yeah because well, that, <laughs> that thing's still playing out today, yeah. Yeah, this economic divide in the country that 
everybody is talking about, but trying to figure out what's going. Why is it there? Why is this big old economic gap <laughs> here in front of us? Is it because what is what is the underlying causes of it? That's what I'm trying to explain. That's what I'm talking about here in my book. You can't just take that picture today <laughs> and find out the answer. You got to dig back into uh, the history of uh, the country. That's what I attempted to do in my book, Racism and Hate in American Reality, looking at the uh, looking at my family's history here in Georgia, in this country, going back uh, before Georgia was a state, <laughs> before the country was a country. And we determined, we concluded, that the reason for that economic gap has a lot to do with racism and the negative pressures that it uh, placed on Americans of African after the Civil War. Yeah. So uh, we put it down here in our book, made a case, uh, uh, pointed out step-by-step uh, step over over the years exactly what happened to uh, what happened within the society, how it came to be that uh, blacks was never, after the Civil War, was never fully assimilated into the larger society, mainly because of racism, really. Uh, Yeah by all segments of uh, the society, both south and north. Had the right thing been done, uh, this economic divide would nowhere near be uh, what it is today. And fears of uh, this co-mingling train of thought would have greatly been uh, alleviated. Desperately after uh, access to uh, land after that civil war, they was desperately uh, seeking uh, land of their own to uh, to own and occupy and work and uh, live on. They had all the expertise to uh, take advantage of uh, the forty-six million acres that was set aside in that uh, Homestead Act. Uh, the powers that be uh, deprived them of that uh, possibility. And uh, took further uh, uh, protections away over, over, the, over the course of uh, the 90 years after the Civil War, right up to Brown, yeah. And uh, had the country done the right thing, 
the country would be in a better place. We, everything would be a better off than where we are today, y'all. I suggest that we make great strides here. Too. Ain't no doubt. We've made great, great strides here in the country, both on the social level and every other kind of measurable way you can look at it. We have made great, great strides. I, you know, I'm the first to uh, admit it. Uh, nowhere near where we should be, though. Nowhere near where we should be. You just look at the... Uh, Look at where we at, this economic inequality. Yeah, it has a lot to do with uh, what transpired in those uh, 90 years after the Civil War, y'all, and the fact that we were never properly uh, 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 reparated. I'm just talking about the Americans of African descent. That's the only group or class of people that I write about in my advocacy and advocate for is Americans of African descent. Not because I don't love the other groups. I love everybody, but because I'm part of that community, I find myself advocating for them, just little old me now. I advocate for justice for everybody. Should have equal uh, justice in this this country, and everybody's guaranteed equal justice under the Constitution. I but my little bit, my little microcosm of the universe here, uh, spend my energy uh, advocating on behalf of uh, Americans of African descent just by extension. Uh, and yeah, we're unique in our uh, journey here in this country. We're unique uh, uh, because of our uh, ties to uh, uh, Africa because of our descendancy from uh, Africa. We were different. Uh, we were treated different. We were enslaved uh, because of that uh, African uh, descendancy. Separated out of the uh, larger society because of that uh, African uh, descendancy. Injured uh, economically because of that uh, African descendancy. So, yeah, we uh, were in a class by ourselves. So when I asked for uh, seek reparation, it's just for uh, the class of people that uh, I uh, am a part of, am a part of, and was affected likewise by those uh, those uh, uh, injurious laws here uh, that was in place in the in the state and in the country. Yeah, so we we got a number figure, yeah. Oh yeah, we yes we do. We got a number figure for uh, what we think is is proper uh, reparations. Oh yeah, direct reparations. I read my book for about eight to ten million. That uh, was American Americans and who was uh, born prior to nineteen fifty four. What is that number here, y'all? Somebody got that. Those people, that class of Americans are owed uh, uh, financial reparation uh, 
uh, in the uh, amount of some uh, ten million dollars each. Oh yeah, that ain't, you know ain't a whole bunch of money either. Yeah, but they owe about ten billion a million dollars each. Yeah, that that's not so far fetched. Hey, I can break it all the way down now from uh, eighteen sixty five. When each one of them here in Georgia uh, was worth about six hundred dollars, that 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 <laughs> oh that value that went up now, yeah, yeah, that value is way up there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how this thing works. That dollar ain't the same as what it was back there in the 1865. <laughs> that dollar's split a number of times, you know, since then. Uh, so, Economic damage done to uh, my family and me over uh, the 90 years. I mean, it's really it's hard to put a dollar figure on it. It's hard to put a dollar figure on it, y'all. But uh, we, we, we came up with a formula. Oh, yeah, we came up with a formula for it now. Uh, like I said, uh, first of all, we started with the fact that uh, in 1860, the 500,000 uh, slaves here in Georgia had a value to the state of Georgia of some $315 million, I believe, collected in taxes every year on those 500,000 slaves. Remember, those slaves was part of the capital formation here in the South. It's part of that capital uh, list, uh, uh, equation. They propped up the capital and made up the labor. <laughs> they they propped up the capital and made up damn near all of the labor part of that equation. Now here in the south, you know I mean? So <laughs> we were a unique as unique piece of property as you will ever find on the face of the earth anywhere, anytime. We was that special here, yeah? <laughs> we were a special people. That's what we were. So, <laughs> hey, uh, about uh, 8.30 in the ATL, y'all. We just about uh, got this thing licked this evening. Welcome to the first show of the year, y'all. We're going to have a great 2014. Oh, yeah, we got a lot of lot of things going on, y'all. Remember, this is a, uh, there's a uh, congressional uh, elections uh, coming up in 2014, y'all, so it's going to be crazy. The Tea Party is in that group. We're going to see if those guys are gaining power or losing steam or what. This thing is so crazy. It's going to be so, hey, we got to stay engaged. Hey, we got to stay engaged. No doubt this thing is going to be important for us for uh, 
the country. How uh, that we stay engaged and get out to vote too. We can't take it off. We can't take not another election off as long as we live. Uh, we got to be out there for every election, no matter how small or uh, large it's perceived to be. We got to be out there, rain, sleet, or snow. <laughs> Y'all don't know it's just that important. I'm telling you. But Hushmo don't, don't miss no uh, elections. We vote every election. I don't care if it's for a dog catcher. They get a ballot and get the polls open. I'm going down there. See, I'm going down there to uh, what happened here? I'm going down there to uh, to see what happened. Yeah, I'm going down there to see what happened. Even if they're just running for a dog catcher, I'm gonna be down there at the at the uh, polling place to see who's running. And uh, hey, but we we as a community, especially we here in Georgia, we got to. There's a couple of great candidates running here in Georgia, y'all. Yeah, Michelle Nunn is running for senator. I'm going to give her a plug out on the Hushmo Black show here. Michelle Nunn running for senator, taking Shamless, Shamley, uh, Saxby Shamless uh, place. He's not running for senator. Uh, and uh, she's running to fill that seat. We need a Democratic senator here in the state. Uh, Jimmy Carter's grandson is running for governor here in the state. Two viable candidates, y'all, on the Democratic side. We got to support. We need to support. The Hushmo's going to support them. So we're going to be uh, giving them a shout out here in Georgia. We need to. We, hey, this state is more than forty percent Democrats. Well, it's it's got to be fifty percent Democrats in Georgia. You think if you think the state is some thirty percent black, and you figure ninety five percent of them are Democrats. Surely you got twenty percent of the, the whites, so Democrats. So you talking about? Democrats are powerful here in Georgia. We gotta uh, make sure we get out there and vote. There's no reason for this state to have two Republican uh, uh, senators and dominate the uh, congressional uh, districts like they do, and they do it for one reason, y'all: gerrymandering of the congressional districts. Gerrymandering of the congressional districts. We gotta get the Congress to look at that. We need to get the United States. Uh, Justice Department to take a look at just how it is that uh, these con- uh, these uh, uh, congressional districts has been redrawn since uh, 2003 here in the state of Georgia. You know? The Republicans have uh, taken over the government and uh, gerrymandered uh, uh, the districts away from uh, the Democrats you know? illegally, I say. And we need to... Uh, call them uh, to test on it. We need to be comp- uh, 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 voicing our uh, objections uh, about it at every opportunity we get. And uh, that's what we do out here on the Hushmo Black Forum. Hey, we uh, advocate on behalf of uh, Americans of African descent for social justice. Hey, not because we don't love everybody. We love everybody. I don't care who you are. Uh, we, uh, just by extension, uh, 
happened to be part of that uh, community and by uh, extension, we uh, find ourselves advocating on their behalf. And Lord knows we need all of uh, the advocacy we can get. Hey, my new book coming out, y'all, Racism and Hate, an American Reality, coming at you shortly. We apologize for the slight delay. We was planning on having that thing out for Christmas, but it's going to be out here in the, the next few days. I'm going to let you know we're going to have a big coming out party when I get it out there. I want everybody to get a copy. And by the and by the uh, and by everybody they know a copy. <laughs> oh yeah, you'll be able to email an electronic version to you. Uh, to your best friend. Yeah. We're excited. We think it's going to provide some uh, some interesting uh, conversation. We think it's going to spur some interesting conversation. That's what we aim for. Yeah, it's not the... Oh, we got a chapter in there about reparation. We advocate for reparation. We always, everything we write about we always gonna have a chapter in there advocating for reparation as anything we write. We are just vital to uh, this uh, economic uh, gap that they're talking about. Not gonna work our way out of it, y'all. Let me let you. I'm gonna let you know that right now. We're some of the hardest working people in the world. We some of the hey Americans Akron are some of the hardest working people in the world. Don't let nobody tell you any different. Yeah. We are some of the hardest working people in the world. Hell, we work. 300 years in this country for free. <laughs> y'all don't know? <laughs> we work 300 years in this country for free, y'all. Don't tell me about we ain't no hard-working people. That's junk. Quit it. Hey, that's why you don't hear it. So, yeah, we, we uh, working ain't going to do it. We, hey, we can't stop doing everything we can to uplift our uh, community. At every turn, we got to give back and create the wealth within our community with all our might. We got to do that. We got to create as many entrepreneurs or young folks doing business for yourself. Buy up the land and hold on to it, and just create wealth and control the wealth uh, within our communities. Uh, you know, and. Uh, with all our might, we've got to continue to do that. Uh, at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, you got folks like me. I'm going to continue. I'm going to continue to advocate and press for uh, reparations from this government. That's one. One has uh, one is that doesn't uh, preclude the other from uh, going forward. We got to do both of those things, all of those things, whatever else that uh, we can do to uplift our community. We have to get, we have to do. It's a struggle for our survival, for our survival, our community. We have to do everything we can to uh, uplift everything we can to uplift our community. Hey, anybody gonna do it for us? Uh, I'm sorry, we got to press forward ourselves. With all our might, with everybody uh, uh, on the bandwagon, somebody talking about, oh, well, we we tired of this uh, person or that person or they don't like what we're doing over here. Hey, y'all, uh, 
we need everybody. <laughs> hey, we ain't, we ain't, hey, whether you Cornell or Tavis, Smiley or Tom Joyner or uh, whoever, we need everybody. We we ain't turning nobody away, y'all. We need to, anybody got a good idea? Let's go. <laughs> we running with yours, too. Hey, we got to channel all this interview into one objective, y'all. That is to uh, uplift uh, our community. That uplift include, in my mind, my own two cents uh, is reparation. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, <laughs> hey. Hey, just want to let you know, y'all. We got to get busy. And we're going to start in 2014, y'all, with my new book. We're going to be out there on the hot and heavy, uh, engaging in the uh, conversation about this uh, economic uh, divide that we find ourselves in today and why and why it is that it's there. There's a reason for it. Yeah, it's a big old gap. And uh, <laughs> wealth didn't just happen out of the clear blue sky. That was a reason, a premeditated reason for it. <laughs> there was some premeditation that went into this uh, thing, you know? Yeah, some evil uh, uh, premeditation that went into uh, the causes of it. Yeah, it was evil. What else could it be? You sold the poor people out for uh, a pair of shoes. <laughs> hey, you pretty much sold the poor people out in this country for a pair of shoes, y'all. Yeah. Yeah, you took all the land away from them. Ah. Yeah, you took the land away. It's never too late to make amends. I said, oh, no, you can not. Uh, the man forgives what? Uh, <laughs> you got a forgiving God, y'all. The man's always forgiven. So we, yeah, you still got time to uh, make amends here. That's what we're about now. Anybody read the Old Testament? I love the Old Testament because I like to uh, tune into the prophets. Those prophets is where I find uh, the answers. <laughs> you go to the prophets, uh, Isaiah, Amos, uh, Job, what uh, yeah, you go to some of those prophets, you find uh, Daniel. They got some answers for you, yeah. They can decipher this thing for you, no doubt. Hey, uh, we're going to take a quick pause and come back and wrap this thing up. Y'all hanging there. You got me in the hush mode. We'll be right back. Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
What's up, Peter Gal? Y'all doing all right up there? But it looked like y'all had uh looks like y'all some of y'all still celebrating New Year's. <laughs> y'all still breaking New Year's in. Yeah, you ain't mad at you. Now the husband didn't even get out the house, huh? We didn't get out the house. But I see some of the peanut girls, they still uh Bright eyed and bushy tail, bushy tail and bright eyes. How's those saying go? They still party. <laughs> they still <laughs> no, because remember they've been off since uh, what all week? They oh no, they've been off all week. Yeah. Who? Someone peanut girl been off all week. Y'all look at them. We are uh, getting ready to watch Serena again. They're down in Brisbane, uh, Bris- Brisbane, Australia. And uh, as the rink is finna tee it up, Serena won this thing. Uh, we just gonna rewatch it, but uh, yeah, she's just getting tuned up for that Australian Open. But uh, hey, y'all, it's been my pleasure this evening to get this first show of the year kicked off and started in the right direction. Here we're gonna have a great, great time this year. We're gonna have a great time keeping up with the what's going on in the country, y'all. It's important to us. It's going to be vital that we stay engaged this year. Yeah, it's going to be vital. It's, it's going to be vital that we stay engaged with the, the politics. Uh, we have to uh, look out for uh, our interests out here. This thing, these people are trying to uh, take away a lot of our uh, a lot of the progress that we've made here over the last uh, hundred and so years. <laughs> They tried to uh, uh, take away uh, some of the advances that we've made here. We can't have that. We got to move forward, y'all. We can't. Uh, hey, they can't. Uh, you know, if they take away our rights, they're taking away uh, the rights of Amer- the American people. Yeah, they can't just uh, no. We <laughs> we part of this uh, this big old community here, y'all. Y'all don't know, or they don't know. <laughs> 
we we part of this uh we part of this big old community here y'all oh yeah we are part of this big old community and and just can't separate us out oh you can uh discriminate against us what you have you can discriminate against us which uh, has been done uh, to the detriment of uh, not just not just us so the system is set up so that uh, you can't just uh, hurt one segment of it without affecting of the other segment in a negative way in a negative way too now you might think that the uh, that the skills of justice just uh, negatively impact uh, on one side, but that's not uh, in the bigger scheme of things. Uh, it affects the whole, uh, the entire uh, society. So, the quicker, the quicker we can. Uh, convince the uh, the society as a whole the uh, importance of uh, equaling and out the uh, first of all the justice uh, system here in the country how, how that justice system is working and uh, the uh, quicker we can uh, balance out that, that uh, economic gap and all that stuff Part of that has to do with the reparation of you. Yeah, that's got to, that's part of the equation here, man. Yeah, that's just uh, in my mind. Somebody might can uh, figure out a way to close that gap some other kind of way. I'm, I'm like the president. No, I'm open to all suggestions. <laughs> but uh, I looked at this thing. I don't see we can't work our way out of it. That's for sure. And if that thing is working our way out of it, not in the system, that ain't going to be done, you know. That can't be done. I can tell you that right now. We don't work too hard, too long, <laughs> and hasn't uh, ever put a dent in it. So, yeah, I know that's, uh, we 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 got to figure out some other ways. We got we can't keep, we can't stop working. <laughs> hey, we, we, we got to double down on work. Oh yeah, we got to double down on work now. <laughs> we can't, we can't sit around. We better not sit around and wait on somebody else to uh, to uh, to uh, give us out of that thing. We got to work. We got to work at it. Yeah, and demand. <laughs> we got to work hard and demand. Justice. Yeah. So this is a multi-pronged uh, uh, effort here. We got to put forward. Ain't just about uh, one thing or the other. No, it's not just about one thing or the other. Come on. We got to do it all. <laughs> we got to do it all to get this thing uh, uh, squared away. Yeah, we can't just uh, hope that uh, somehow uh, this one thing is going to be the answer. No, you know, that's not, uh, that ain't, that's not the case. I, I can't... Uh, we got to do uh, multiple things to uh, get this thing uh, uh, corrected. One of the things uh, 
that I'm pushing is uh, reparation. Reparation, uh, especially for those Americans of African descent who uh, was born prior to 1954, who was injured directly by uh, the separate equal laws that Plessy uh, codified into national law there in uh, 1886. That's, you know, yes. My whole little thing there. Yeah, I, th- I think it's, oh yeah, there's a lot to it. I mean, it's not something I just uh, just dropped out of the sky. <laughs> I didn't just uh, come up with this, uh, hey, I lived it, yeah. Hey, I was born in uh, 1945. I, I was part of it. Those who were injured by uh, those laws, oh yeah, I'm part of the class of folks. Class of uh, Americans who uh, was injured by uh, the separate equal. So I'm living proof right here myself in living color. Little old me in living color is part of uh, those seeking uh, reparation because of the injuries uh, of uh, Plessy. Now, uh, I said we, there's no litigation that we have to redo. That's already been done. Oh, yeah. We, the litigation uh, for my injuries has already been done, and we uh, won that case. Huh? Oh, yeah, Brown. Brown, first board of education. He, hey, that wasn't just about that. There ain't no schools. Y'all couldn't be. That was, just, that was part of it. Oh, no. <laughs> Hey, that case didn't just uh, uh, set aside integration in some school or schools. Uh-uh. It set aside Plessy. Plessy, <laughs> Plessy took uh, American Iraqi to send out a, uh, a society at large. All the society. Yeah, it took <laughs> it took my people out of society, y'all, all together. <laughs> Period. When they drug uh, Mr. Homer Plessy off that train down in Louisiana, y'all, it effectively, uh, effectively uh, removed Americans of African descent out of uh, white society in the workplace and uh, in the play place, all over society for ninety years, y'all. This is history, y'all. This ain't nothing that I'm making up. Uh, some kind of fairy uh, tales that I'm weaving together here out of the clear blue sky. This is history that happened. It's not something we have to relitigate or uh, any of that stuff. This is what happened. Uh, and uh, according to uh, according to Brown, that separate equal stuff was inherently unequal and wrong. <laughs> and uh, had to be uh, set aside. And then he set it aside, set aside everything that Plessy uh, uh, had put in place. Hey, y'all, that's just about to do it for the Hushmo here. We're right up against the clock. We're going to see you next week. Come back and uh, wrap with us then, y'all, January of the 11th. Uh, yeah. Hey, we out of here, y'all. Until then, ciao. The Hushmo Black Bone. 
advocating on your behalf by covering news and events affecting the African-American community. Check us out at the Heismore Black Forum, www.blogtalkradio.com.